another episode of Mixtape Book Club Podcast. My name's Ellen. And I'm Mel. Each week we take a look at a different trope in the huge collection of Destiel fanfiction. This week, since there's still a lot of mess going on um, post-finale of the show, um, we're going to keep going down our kind of fluffy, happy fic route and take a look at one of our favourite tropes in supernatural fanfiction, and that's wing fic. We are very excited to introduce our guest, supernatural fan artist Liz Lee. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here with you guys. It's lovely to have you here. Well, thanks to everyone who has listened to our episodes so far and left us comments on our blog or on social media. Links to all of the fics that we're talking about today will be available in this episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com and included in our collection on AO3. Okay, so this week we've got three fics that we're going to talk about. Um, the first one is Grooming Instincts by Jamariel. And the second is In All Your Borrowed Finery by Vanishing Act. And then since we've got Liz Lee here with us, we're going to talk about The Care and Feeding of Castiel, which is by Mal Muses and Woo-hoo. illustrated by Liz Lee. So um, I guess first we wanted to talk a little bit about what wing thick is, um, since it's a, it's kind of a broad topic in relation to supernatural fic and it's not just limited to to fic in the supernatural verse fan law says that authors have been putting wings on various characters as far back as star trek fic in the 1980s and maybe even earlier um and it really gained a lot of popularity in anime fan works in the 2000s um, but since we do have angels and demons in the supernatural verse it makes a lot of sense to have wing fic um, be such a popular trope so in and Destiel stories in particular um, they've been included since Cass first appeared in the barn and flashed the shadows of his wings against the walls <laughs> and everyone was so entranced with the image of that so um, yeah we love wing fic so naturally there are many types of wing fics they're not all set in canon verse so some of them could be AUs where other supernatural winged creatures exist, such as in Angels Wild by Rise of the Fallen One and Lemonade Gabby. Um, often explicit wing fic will include the wings as an erogenous cell, um, grooming of feathers, sometimes using wing oil similar to that that's produced by real bird wings, and also there's a lot of feathers, sometimes shed feathers, and often fluffy bed sharing experiences. There's a lot of tropes that go with wing fic, isn't there? Yeah, and I think they're all quite well-loved in their own right. <laughs> so just putting them all together, I think, is probably why it's one of the kind of very popular things out there. You just make everything fluffy. Yeah, quite yeah. literally. Like definition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, I just, I personally like the allure of Wing Fake just for like the fantasy element of it. Like, it's just very fairy tale and it's very, everybody loves the idea of being able to fly and I think that's part of the appeal also like yeah, well personally <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's also this kind of level of mystery like even if you're writing it mm-hmm. in canon there's still like they still haven't seen Cass's wings like they've seen shadows of them or drawings of them or things like that but they've never seen them so there's still this like kind of element of mystery that gives writers the ability to kind of take it where they want to yeah, which exactly I think, 
And I think it's probably something that's nice for a lot of artists as well, because you can interpret yeah. it however you want and no one can really tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do, but... <laughs> Did you know that serifs have six wings? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> well, a lot of the time they're, they're only, sh- like angels are only shown with two wings anyway, so I'm sure. True. Yeah, that, if there's six wings, show me the shadows right now. <laughs> yeah. I just, I like that wing fic makes it tangible how sort of other that Cass is, because it's easy to forget, because on the show they don't, they don't really exploit the angel part of him as much as I think some of us would like so yeah, making those true. wings tangible sort of reminds of how like powerful and otherworldly he is and also they're really yes. pretty and we all love a badass Cass okay well let's get straight into our um, fix since we've got lots of fic to talk about today um, so grooming instincts is by Jamario. So it was published back in 2018. It's 26,000 words, um, but it is explicit. And the summary goes like this. There's something going on with Cass. Dean is determined to help him through it in whatever way he can. He might end up with more than he bargained for. Or Dean helps Cass scratch an itch, as it were. So this is um, a canon verse fic set in the bunker. And Dean, like, Dean and Cass actually start out with this one really getting really angry at each other, but we see it evolves into something a little bit more than that. <laughs> um, this is like a, a, like, pretty much a fandom favorite, right? Everyone, we've all read this and we love it, right? <laughs> it's a great fic. It's yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is, if anybody's looking for wing fic, this is usually one of the first ones they find, I think. And probably probably for some people a good introduction to gems fix as well so yes yeah, i think it was actually my first swing fic that i ever read so it was a really great intro yeah yeah i think maybe i'd read a few kind of shorter things like little one shots or a lot of little tiny kind of wing fic one shots out there but i think this was the first real fic that i read that was you know kind of over 20k and had some kind of plot going on with it other than basically wingborn so <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with wingborn as, as this fic will show you that's right so not only do we have um sort of molting um that Cass is all irritable and itchy um, and he's shedding feathers and Dean doesn't really understand what's going on they've also got things in this one like um that appear in other wing fic as um you know kind of gifts like mating kind of uh, rituals I guess so we've got gifts that they give each other or well that Dean gives to Cass and Cass gets all confused because he's not sure what this behavior is (laughs) Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of uh, misunderstandings going on whereas Dean just wants to help Cass to start with until he sort of gets into the you know massaging and all that kind of thing so um yeah. Cass is very prickly about it to start with, or turns out later he's kind of embarrassed about it, but he's definitely a little yeah. grumpy about it to start with, which we do love a grumpy Cass on occasion. We yeah. do. I like that it's it's coined as a Ponfar thing. That geek reference was so great. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. <laughs> I think that it was, was so good. That made Charlie being there just absolutely perfect that she could come oh, out with was... that. <laughs> 
it was absolutely necessary and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so Charlie and Kevin are here. So this is like, is there a certain point in the um, in the canon kind of storyline that this is set in? Is I can't remember if Crowley is involved in this as well, is he? I don't know if he's there. Mm, I no. don't think so. No Crowley in this one, as far as I can recall. We've so just it must got be Charlie around. and Kevin, so I think, yeah. They live in the bunker, I think. Yeah. Or they're around all the time. Yeah, okay. One of, the, one so of those kind nice. of like vague season bunker fix. Yeah. Rather than yeah. a very specific season, which for what they're doing here definitely works very well. Yeah. And I think it's nice to have them there because they help to kind of, I don't know, they have help little... Dean get his head out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> they help him to work out what's going on and also have a bit of a laugh at him for being so um, clueless about <laughs> what's going on, I think. Yeah, I actually uh, screenshotted like my favorite part with Kevin because <laughs> he's because Dean is so ungrateful when he f- helps him figure out what the sigil is. No spoilers, but he just goes, "Thank you, Kevin, for your assistance in this sensitive and important matter." Oh, sure, Dean, no problem, anytime. <laughs> and I think that was such wish fulfillment for all of us when we see <laughs> Dean being rude sometimes and wish he was like a bit softer. <laughs> Didn't we have but... another fic that we talked about where we were happy with? Like grumpy Kevin. Yeah, like, yes. I, I love Kevin in fic. <laughs> Me too. He's he's just such a <laughs> pissy little bitch on occasion, <laughs> and I love yeah. it. I love it because you've he got dishes it back. Yeah, you've got grumpy Cass and grumpy Dean a lot of the time, and then you have Kevin who just rolls his eyes <laughs> and, and doesn't take any of their shit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the token surly teenager. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I love including. Kevin in things that I write as well, but I've been told I have a horrible habit of accidentally killing him, so I stopped. Oh no! Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one has got some really beautiful, um, you know, descriptions of of the wings and the um, the way that I guess the the wing oil is in it as well. So that kind of an- anatomical part of it is quite well detailed and. Uh, What's the word for it? Gives you a good kind of mental image of how of what it's all looking like with the wings spreading across the room and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, one of the things I like about the wings in this fic that I think I think every every wing fic has like something slightly different with the wings usually, um, but in this one I kind of like the way that they sort of change color as Dean interacts with them. I think that's pretty cool actually. Yes. Oh yeah, that was very yeah that was really cool actually. It kind of cements like their bond and stuff in a visual way, which you know, artists woo, <laughs> yes. love that. <laughs> All I can say most of the time is "ooh, pretty colors." <laughs> so, ooh, pretty. Yep. Yeah. So I got to ask you, actually, Liz, from um, and like I'm probably gonna start asking you random questions as we go through this, um, because I don't get to pick artists' brains like this very often. Um, when you're reading thick in general, do you sort of, I mean. Obviously, we most people get sort of um, visual kind of scenes in their in their head, I guess, of what things are looking like. But do you get the urge to like actually trying to draw some of them when you when you're reading? Um, well, yeah, I think I think that I'm I'm like most people like who read read fake like we we just like like to imagine the what, what's going on. Um, in in the case of artists, I can only speak for myself, really. But I think that it's it's like you just want more. <laughs> like as someone who's like a very visual um, like you you want to see something like 
I, I don't know how to say this without making it sound like the writing is, is not enough, because it is, but it's so inspirational that you, you want to sort of translate that into something, like, visually tangible, I guess. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, that's just a fancy way of saying that, yes, yeah, absolutely, you imagine it, and if you're able to wrestle your fingers into position enough to get it to work on paper or on screen, then that's great. Oh, that's so cool. I would love to be able to do that. But yeah, like some fics are just so compelling and so, um, just so striking with, sorry, striking with your, like your imagination and stuff that you just, it's kind of like a, a compulsion. (laughs) You just have to get it down on paper and, and the best, I think that's actually how I might've met Mel, like was like fawning over her fix and (laughs) just like, I think I may have drawn or asked to do a fan art. I can't remember exactly, but in she's not gonna like me for saying it but i think i was so inspired by her fic that i tried to draw it and i couldn't help myself actually so it's so cool uh, i'm gonna crawl out from under the desk for a second yeah it's um. gonna be embarrassing for both of us i think <laughs> this. yeah liz and i have a relationship that in my head i just kind of categorize as mutual fawning a lot of the time yeah <laughs> We're just like complimenting each other from across different couches under which we are hiding. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's it. Yeah, we've gotten a little better with time, but we still do yeah. that. <laughs> it's been like so long, and it still happens. Back to the fic. I, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I actually, I actually did have a thought about that fic. Uh, what I like a lot about that fic is D- Dean's inner voice. Because he's constantly yeah. doing the opposite of what <laughs> of what he thinks he should be doing, like what what's like appropriate in a heteronormative way, and then his his body seems to almost betray him at every turn. And yeah. I just love the sarcastic inner voice that happens in that in that. Like I think there's in the beginning there's a scene where he gives uh, Cass a shoulder rub, and like obviously they both enjoy it. And then Dean at the end's like, "Get out of there! Get out of there! Get out of there!" And he's constantly the the argument of the inner voice with him is just so good. I, that's one of my favorite parts about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that as well. Especially there's a point kind of midway through the fic after they've had a first, you know, a couple of incidents already, where it you can almost feel him just kind of be like, "Well." I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> like, yeah. He just, <laughs> just kind of gives up. Yeah, he just gives up fighting himself. He's like, well, here I am. <laughs> I love it. And that's like down. so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I love I love it when fics are able to sort of translate like the conflict that we all feel in that character. Like so, like so well and so in character. I just, I love it when that's successful. And that's one of the things about that fic other than the wings that really like that I really enjoyed personally yeah I really like that about it as well it's actually just looking at the tags for it and I think one of my favorite tags for this fic is actually I sort of invented a couch here just roll with it <laughs> because don't we all do that when we're in the bunker yes. <laughs> we just the bunker is magical we're like what do I need today <laughs> here we go as many couches random rooms <laughs> Yep. So Dungeons. many magical, magical plot devices everywhere. <laughs> yep. So many things. Extra rooms, extra dungeons, um, swimming pools. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we need. It's, it's it's like the, what's that that room in Harry Potter? Room of requirement. The room of requirement. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, the bunker of requirement. <laughs> 
or the TARDIS, infinite rooms, <laughs> whatever yeah, you require. <laughs> We've every every fandom has one. <laughs> that's great. That's what I think. That's what enables people to be so creative with it. So, yeah. yay bunker. <laughs> it's it's a gift to writers and artists. I think it is definitely love the bunker. It's not a gift to draw. Speaking personally, but <laughs> no, that has to be a nightmare. That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> so many tiles. <laughs> got a lot of junk in it too <laughs> making tell. note for myself when i work with liz less scenes in bunker <laughs> no, no 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 i love i love the atmosphere of the bunker actually it's, it's always fun it's just a, it's just a challenge and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie like i use i use reference for for the bunker because architecture is definitely not my friend <laughs> yeah and supernatural fans are very intense like if you get it wrong they're gonna they're gonna know <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're gonna know <laughs> like we have like, stalked this show down to the, the like last detail <laughs> yeah and i i massively respect that but it's i got a comment once about isn't dean's bed on the other side and i was like <gasps> <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> this is where you just like everything is an au even if it looks like it isn't in some way <laughs> Yes, save me, AU. The second fic that we recently read is In All Your Borrowed Finery by Vanishing Act. This was published back in 2015. Um, It's a slightly longer wing fic, 68,000 words, and it is explicit. Um, And the summary for this one is, Dean finds an interesting symbol in Kevin's angel tablet notes, and, against Sam's counseling, uses it in the heat of battle with a pair of angelic assassins. Side effects include pain, disorientation, and uncontrollable new appendages for the Winchesters. A disgruntled Castiel and a delighted Gabriel show up to help. Hunting and life gets interesting when wings are involved. Um, As we can see from the summary of this one, Gabriel is in this story, so it does actually have a Sam-Gabriel pairing as well, which is very much, I think, in fanfic, one of those kind of love it or hate it kind of deals. Um, Yeah. I will say straight up front that I really liked how it worked in this fic. I'm not always the biggest Sam Gabriel person, um, but the way that it worked in this fic, I really liked. And I think the reason for that was that even Sam is just like, I have no idea why this is happening, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess this is, um, I don't know how, like, at what point in the in the storyline is this set but because it was back in 2015 it's sort of before um Gabe had appeared as an ally for the guys so he was still sort of they weren't really sure whether he was on their side or not or on his own yeah. side basically so when he shows up kind, and starts kind helping of predicted Sam, his allyship here <laughs> yeah and and Sam's just sort of like I don't know why I'm attracted to you but I kind of am <laughs> so I really like I I really enjoyed the the Sam Gabriel parts as well even though I'm yeah I don't really I don't hate Sabriel I just I I mean Destiel's my OTP so I'm more in, in, in you know into that one but um but yeah I I liked them in this one it was a good it was an interesting relationship Yeah I think I think sometimes with Sam pairings in fic because I do actually really like Sam and like shipper Sam is one of my favorite tropes and all the rest of it <laughs> Um, very occasionally with fic I do feel like a Sam pairing can feel kind of shoehorned into a fic like he's with someone just to pair him off with somebody rather than 
like letting him develop as a character in his own right. Um, yeah. And this one avoided that for me. Like it, there was very much, there were very much two pairings in this fic, but it was part of the story itself. It was part of the plot. It made sense. Um, and it didn't feel like it was there just to give Sam a partner. Like he had a storyline going on of his own, even without that. Yeah, that's true. Cause it's alternating, oh, alternating, alternating points of view. Like some chapters are, are Dean, some chapters are Sam. So they've, they're both part of the story. Um, it's like a, you know, it's proper kind of team free will kind of story. It's not just yeah. Dean and Cass or whatever. I think one of the gripes that some, I'm not going to say anti-Destiel, but like that some folks in the fandom have is that Sam is often sort of discarded as a side character when he's kind of intrinsically part of the story. So it's always nice to see him as like a fully developed and interesting character with like um, agency of his own. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that complaint a lot too, which is funny because I see that complaint a lot more than I ever actually see Destiel writers who don't like Sam. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know maybe like one or two, and I wouldn't even say that they don't like him. He's just not necessarily their favorite character. Um, but generally, like, I know a lot of people that love Sam. <laughs> so that's always yeah, been like, it's, it's definitely something I see, but I, I do find it to be kind of a funny criticism really because I, I just don't see it myself there's yeah. a lot of Sam love out there oh yeah love Sam I mean in some stories if especially if they're romantic stories there's not often a big part for Sam if it's just going to be like a, a Dean and Cass romance uh, alone you know but um especially in canon fic um then Sam is often like right in the middle of everything you know yeah. so, interrupting Moose yeah <laughs> but he's such a big part of the canon story that he's got to be there he can't be anywhere else really so yeah and to me he's such a big part of dean that to even when i'm like writing au's like almost without exception he has to be there somewhere because otherwise dean's story doesn't make sense if hopefully what i said just made sense <laughs> but yes. no you're right i think even in most of the the comics that i do like it feels awkward if Sam's not there like in the sense that like you said he's such a big part of of, of both of them really yeah. yeah I love it in your comics where you're just like oh this is, <laughs> this is sweet this is Dean and Cass and Dean and Cass and then at the end Sam will turn up like yes <laughs> <laughs> I just he's such a great I think I love what the fandom has done with Sam too like he's such a great comic comical plot device and he's a great break when things get too intense or like it, it's just there's no such thing as too intense, but I mean, he's a nice sounding board sometimes for, for, for illustration anyway for me. Sometimes um, he's like a stand-in for us. Like, he's like, what is going yeah. on here? Why are you not together? Exactly. Why you pull your head out? <laughs> Shipper Sam is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And even when they're fighting, who hasn't occasionally wished they could yell at Dean? Yeah, <laughs> <Ugh>, so much. <laughs> well, in this so. story, they're, they're both um, very involved and... As you may have guessed from the summary, they have wings. Um, they're solving a case involving harpies. Um, and the harpy, like there's like an original character who's one of the harpies who's actually ends up being quite funny in the end. Um, and I actually really enjoyed the way, you know, quite often the monsters that they, they're against are just like some vampires or whatever. They just kill them and that's it. So the harpies in this fic have... They have a culture of their own. They have like a, a society that's 
moving around in different areas and they're not just bad guys you know I, I, I liked that aspect of this story yeah I really liked it as well because the 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 way that they obviously you have kind of two parts of the story you have the fact that they have wings and it's you know creating these relationships or opening the doors to these relationships and then the case as well yeah but they linked them really well because the way that the case is solved would actually not have happened if sam didn't have wings um because the i think it's a spoiler to say that the the only reason the harpy interacts with sam and, and speaks to him and doesn't just outright kill him in the first instance is because she sees he has wings so she wants to know kind of what he is and has a lot more respect for him than he would have done if sorry than she would have done if he was just a human yep i didn't have time to read it personally but i am super intrigued now (laughs) yeah it's um it's got actually really beautiful um descriptive kind of um like the they, they're staying in this lake house um, when they're trying to solve this case that belongs to someone else, but Gabriel has let them into this house, <laughs> as he does. Um, <laughs> and the descriptions of the lake and the kind of surroundings are really beautiful. But also of their wings and, um, you know, the, their flight, the learning to fly and all that kind of thing is really well described. But another thing that Vanishing Actors included some art in there that, that they've done themselves um, that's really beautiful and that really helps to you know get the visual kind of aspect of it okay well it's gonna be on yeah there. I really liked the art it was super kind of I, I wasn't expecting it for some reason even though it says in the summary that it includes artwork for some reason I was just scrolling on down I guess I'd kind of forgotten um, and then I came across the first picture and I was like oh so pretty yeah <laughs> it's really good definitely on my to read list <laughs> Yes. One of the things that jumped out at me was I actually really liked how differently Gabriel and Castiel reacted to their wings. Um, yeah. It's very early on, so it's probably not a spoiler, but Gabriel turns up and obviously he's finding this whole thing hugely entertaining. He loves it and is not at all shy about loving it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yep. and whereas Cass pretty much freaks out and bails <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and at the time, is, Dean's why like... Why is that not surprising? <laughs> Dean's sort of like, oh, he doesn't like my wings. <laughs> yeah, like when these you know wings that, that Dean had never had before, but now suddenly he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you know that Cass is actually just like, oh my God, he's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Cass has issues. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to conceal his, his wing boner. <laughs> Sorry, that's probably not appropriate. <laughs> oh, it's very appropriate for this fic. Very appropriate. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, definitely worth a read if you um, get around to it. Very much so. I'm so excited. All right, do you want to move on? <laughs> I'm not introducing this fic. I'm just putting that out there right now. <laughs> oh right. my goodness. I'm going to introduce your fic. <laughs> okay. Both of you have to come out from behind the couch cushions for this, okay? Because I know that you're no hiding. No promises. <laughs> um, the Care and Feeding of Castiel by Mal Muses with illustrations by Liz Lee um, was published earlier this year, 2020. Um, it's 24,000 words and it is explicit. And the summary says, Dean's quiet time in the bunker is interrupted by some stranger than usual behaviour from his angel. Oh, and feathers. There are a lot of those too. So I found after I reread this this in the last week that um, it's a kind of a similar concept to 
grooming instincts in a way that it's, uh, um, you know, Cass starts behaving strangely in the bunker and then Dean kind of investigates. And, you know, it's the same kind of a, a deal. But um, yeah, I think even though their reactions and the way they deal with things and the two things are very different. Um, one of the things that when I was writing this, I did actually message Jem and be like, is it okay if I link your fic at the end of mine? Because <laughs> I, was like, I have a feeling, or at least for me, like once I'd finished writing this, the very first thing I wanted to do was go back and read hers. And I was like, oh, maybe other people will want more when they're done with this too. And I was like, well, if they like bunkers and feathers, <laughs> then clearly they need to go and read hers. The best yeah. combination. I mean, this is actually one of the, like, a great example in that uh, of the cake theory where um, you know, just because there's already a cake, you, you might think that you don't, people don't want another cake, but in reality, the readers just want all of the cake. <laughs> and just because <laughs> all the there are two fics that are kind of similar, then that's great. There's more fic that's like this. <laughs> so, you know, the more the merrier, you know? Yeah, I think it's a good example as well, how these aren't exactly the same in terms of the kind of the prompt or the initial thing that they come from. But even if they were, I think it's a great example of the fact that like two writers can do exactly the same thing in completely different ways. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, I should have said that at the start. They're also completely different, even though they're the same kind of <laughs> basic premise at the start. No, I was going to say, got, the, the, base, um, the basic premise is definitely kind of the same tropes that we're yeah, using there. Yeah, yeah. But so. you've got a lot of, uh, you got more nesting and kind of um, Dean trying to make Cass uh, as comfortable as possible as he's molting and um and you've also got some gorgeous and quite different smut <laughs> this one too um, it's lovely smut if i can just say yeah at the risk of making mouse squirm a little is what i love most about this fic is is how dean makes a concerted effort to he really makes an effort to go out of his comfort zone and he realizes over the years how how little he knows about the angelic side of Cass and what his needs might have been and he kind of has this like internal guilt trip and then realizes I haven't really been a good friend never mind anything else and he really tries to um change that actively throughout the fic and he's he's shown as more caring and more concerned and more just he's just there for Cass and it's so refreshing (laughs) to read that and I, I dare say it was like very inspiring as well so yeah yeah, he does do a fair bit of research in this one, doesn't he? Like to, to yeah. find out what might be going on with the multi kind of process. And um, yeah, once he realizes what's happening, he he knows how to proceed. I guess he does it sneaky, like which is great too. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a little kind of meta hint there. Every time that Dean is, you know, reading the book that he uses to help him in this, that was definitely me diving into another browser tab being like how bird wings work (laughs) (laughs) love it so how did this fic come about in the first place like mal did you have the idea and liz you offered to draw for it or was it like did you plan the whole thing together or how did how did it work i didn't it start as a commission and then i just couldn't stop (laughs) i can't remember which it was no, I think, I'm trying to remember now, I think I commissioned something else, and then we were talking, because I remember I had a little bit of this one written, and then I think, and this is something that happens a lot, and I'm sure it's not just <laughs> a me and Liz thing, it's just 
anybody who has like fandom friends <laughs> um, yeah. I, I said something about it and then Liz said something about it and you, and you end up going <laughs> back and forth and <laughs> somehow the idea just kind of grows and, and you know she would say something about oh you know I would like it if if this happened not not her saying oh put this in the story just saying like, oh I like this thing I'd be like oh that's so inspiring <laughs> that could make this happen <laughs> Yeah, it kind of happened organically. I I can't remember. I I'm so sad that I can't remember how. <laughs> I know. I feel like, yeah, I can't remember how that happened either. But <laughs> I, all I know is that we met with me fawning over your other fakes, and then we started talking, uh, and then this came about. And yeah, <laughs> true collaboration. Yeah, that's great. I like it. Yeah, I think it's that kind of springboard effect that I think a lot of people within fandom have with each other if they're lucky enough to have. Um, really good fandom friends like that where yeah, sometimes you can just be spitballing about a random thing and it just kind of clicks and you keep going and and then you, yeah. you end up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we had like a similar like creative vibe I think and that's so nice when you are able to find that with like a collaborator and you just sort of yeah, play off one another like that. But I, I, I distinctly remember me just being like, oh no, like I, I can't illustrate just one. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so you were kind enough to let me have some fun with that. And at the same time, I was doing the complete opposite and just being like, oh God, this is enough. I can't take up any more of your time. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> I'm well, like, please guys, take all the time. You guys didn't stop there. You've got you're in the middle of posting um, Fish Out of Water, which is your next collaboration about Mermaid Cass. Um, and it's like about half, you're nearly finished? No, hang on. I can't remember where you're I up to in that one. You've got a few chapters have... left, right? Just past halfway. Yeah, I think we have about five chapters left to go. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so have, are you cooking up any more collaboration in the future? <laughs> that, that, I think that... it's always on the table. Yeah, I think that's always on the table, but also that credits us with far too much planning because, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I kind of I mean, like. Yes, of course. We are solidly planned into the next year. We know everything. exactly what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think these, these like, fake collaborations are kind of revealing my, my maybe not so secret fascination with, like, creature cast. <laughs> I love yes. I love seeing him with like any kind of like magical or otherworldly attributes, whether it's like wings or mer tails and stuff like that. So, well, you yeah, do I think Cass's, Cass's otherness is fun to write. So it's so fun. Yeah. Well, I'll amend my comment. Both of you do such a fantastic job of uh, of bringing that visual kind of element of other <laughs> otherness um, to Cass and. Uh, and to some lovely blushing Dean quite a lot of the oh time. <laughs> um, Is there any other kind? <laughs> no. He's just got such an expressive blushy face. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad it works. <laughs> I think I think Liz and I are both face affection hoes as well. <laughs> yeah. So that helps. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that, that's... Definitely. We're, we're always like, like, 
you'd think that we would have serious planning and like you know fic mapping to do but no it just ends up like me and mal talking about oh but what about a forehead touch though (laughs) (laughs) and then like going on and on about that for like you know i don't know longer than is reasonable certainly oh yeah (laughs) and that actually makes the whole process sound a lot more wholesome than it is too (laughs) especially especially for the the more recent collab we've we've been places with that one (laughs) so the the explicit parts of the fic were really fun to research let's just put it that way On a, on a like more technical note, <laughs> from this, yeah. I'm actually, I'm super interested to know, um, what do you actually use to create your art? Do you draw it on paper or do you have it like a tablet that you draw on or how do you do um, it? <laughs> I use, I use a combination of things, but mostly I, I use a, an iPad. So iPad oh, yeah. and, and Apple Pencil with uh, Procreate. I won't get too technical because it's probably really boring, but <laughs> um, so I, I use that in combination with uh, Photoshop. So like just like a pen tablet on Photoshop. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I I was lucky in the sense that uh, the Karen feeding of Castiel, the first collab with Mal, really gave me an opportunity to sort of develop my style more because I was doing it like consistently and um, it was really helpful in sort of establishing the main points of how I want to draw things and I was able to explore and figure out what works what doesn't and even now when I look back on the art I'm, I cringe a little bit but it was like a great a great learning experience so it's all just so wanted beautiful. to say especially, <laughs> especially all the feathers and the, um, like the wing aspects of that one is um, really gorgeous artwork so you should definitely oh. be very proud of it <laughs> thanks it was um drawing wings is a uh, it's challenging because I kind of, I really respect people who are like anatomically uh, correct when they do wings because they are so much more complicated than I think people realize. Yeah. And they're very difficult to draw, but I like sort of treading this line between anatomically correct and just, I like the flow of this line. So I just kind of try to make them flowy, if that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to get too much into it because it's like kind of very artist specific kind of. I could talk about pencils for three years. So, <laughs> you you have you tend to have a lot of great um, kind of sense of movement about your um, images that you create. Um, oh I've gosh, <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm starting to do the gushing thing now, but um, <laughs> I do I do really like the way that um, I'm doing the like flustered embarrassment thing. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, I I actually I it's funny that you say that because I struggle so much personally with like movement. I find sometimes that my work looks really static and I'm trying to sort of oh, break no, out of that pattern. Oh, but well, I don't find that. Maybe, like, well, that's good. That's good. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I think it's important to just kind of, I, I don't know, be, be like, there's a lot of rules with drawing, right? There's like perspective, uh, proportion, anatomy, composition, color, light and dark there's all these rules right that you could you could you know try and be respectful of and i think a lot of burgeoning artists you have to learn a certain amount of fundamentals but a lot of people seem to try and limit themselves with the rules and i just i just try to remember to sort of have fun with it too because otherwise it becomes like um sort of an assignment and it becomes very constricting and it becomes an exercise rather than i just want to have fun with this and with a fix so imaginative that you're working with you just you kind of want to have fun with it i think one of the nicest things about um this art is that when you look at it 
you can see the fun. <laughs> like you yeah. can see that whoever, I mean, I'm sure there are times where you just want to throw your pen against the wall and give up. But <laughs> by, <laughs> the, by the time you're done, it looks like fun. And I think that part of it is because you can see how well you know these characters when you're looking at it. You manage to make them so expressive and capture so much of who they are in just that one image. Oh my god. It all... <laughs> like I've never said this to you before. Come on now. <laughs> oh, no, like, saying it out loud is so different. <laughs> and you often add extra little um, Easter eggs in there too, like little funny things like Sam's face or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, um I think that's just that's kind of the art the art that I kind of like that I'm drawn to is stuff that's like really, like I used to be obsessed with like Where's Waldo and I know this sounds completely out of nowhere, but I love finding little surprises or like tiny details and I'm, I'm obsessed with and like I think the expressiveness the I'm, I'm really glad that the facial expressions come out or that people seem to notice that part because it's I, I'm not like 100% great at anatomy but like faces are something that I work on really hard and I try to sort of convey subtle expressions like yeah. you wouldn't believe the faces I make at my phone or in my in the mirror when I'm drawing, trying to figure out. Like, um, thankfully I don't draw in public. But anyway, I'm just I'm really glad that that stuff comes out. So thanks. <laughs> I like that you mentioned the Where's Waldo thing actually, because this isn't a care and feeding of Castiel comment specifically, but in the art that you've been doing more recently for Fish Out of Water, I love that every single mm -hmm. time I look at an image, there is kind of like a where's Waldo aspect to it somewhere there's a little something in there that I wasn't expecting whether it's like tiny fish in the background somewhere or like little shells on the beach like just tiny little things that you know details that maybe okay you don't need that to make the picture you don't but it makes it so much richer to have all those extra little details in there it makes it feel so much more believable and wonderful so yeah. <laughs> embrace the where's Waldo okay embrace it that's where I'm going <laughs> this is just going to be flustered embarrassment okay cool <laughs> um I I think I can if and I'm not just saying this for the sake of returning the compliment but um, oh no it was, no no but no but seriously it was it was fun to return to the care and feeding of Castiel uh this week because every time I reread the fic similarly I find a detail that I hadn't seen before so I think I think that's kind of part of the reason that we we work well together is that we infuse things with 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 little where's Waldo details, and I think I think it's I don't know it's cool that you said that and I'm all stupid now yay, <laughs> but um yeah um, thanks I just I think I just I have a certain fixation with like little details and especially with fish out of water we're both like marine biology nuts and so it's fun to sort of include the habitat that we've talked so much about and behind the scenes kind of research that we've done and I like to include it in the in the art so yeah it's fun to work with someone who won't judge me for getting excited about different types of kelp or like a very particular <laughs> oh environment gosh. or just yeah yeah fish parts I was like all kinds is of this things. west coast kelp or is it east coast kelp <laughs> If anyone judges you over that, they, then you, they don't deserve to be your friend. <laughs> True. Well, I, uh, I'll only make you blush one more time and I'll just say <laughs> thank you very much for creating our logo for our podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was... 
I'm super delighted. I was so excited to even be considered because this is such a fun, this is such a great fandom project, this podcast. And I was like, yes, yes, absolutely, I'll make it. <laughs> so I'm really glad that it worked out. Yeah, oh, we've had so many compliments on it. So. And, and if you oh, haven't yeah, worked yeah. out already, there's um, like an Easter egg in, in that as well. So just have a closer look. I don't think anyone's true, true. actually worked it out yet. <laughs> no, we had, we had a few people asking, I think, but I don't think anybody has actually worked it out yet. So. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say about your fic? <laughs> Lots of nesting. <laughs> Woo! Um, nesting was great. I, I could say stuff about it if you're uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it. You go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're talking about the, the nesting part. I think I think that was, as I said before, like one of the manifestations of Dean giving a crap. And it was so great. And it was simultaneously that aspect of Dean caring and making efforts, but also like revealing that angels have a culture. And I think the show... I'm going to restrain negative comment from the show. I'll try my best. But they had such an opportunity to sort of reveal more about, you know, angelic customs and angelic, you know, like all, all this kind of stuff, all the culture. And I, and I like that you've incorporated that, you know, with, with the nesting, with the with the grooming too, and with the, like the molt and all that kind of stuff. And I like that the fic uh, basically gives us a, a, a perspective on cats that we don't get otherwise. So it gives it gives them sort of this we're discovering right alongside Dean like all the hidden elements of Cass's like culture and of his background and I, I, that's that's the thing I, I really appreciate um, you know aside from the blatant <laughs> wing smut <laughs> yeah obviously yeah it's adding an extra kind of aspect to the world to the world I guess that we don't really get to hear about angels as separate species all that much but. Um, it's nice to kind of imagine what they're really like. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy world building and lore, whether it's angel lore or death lore or all kinds of... I really enjoy putting that kind of stuff in my fic, so mm-hmm. taking elements of canon and then kind of sprucing them up a little bit, <laughs> adding yeah, a little sure. to them. Yeah. So. I think one of the things I tell you a lot is that... Um, there's there's a lot of like sort of wing smut out there, which is which is great in its own right. But what I what I like what I tell you a lot is like I, I appreciate the world building because it, it kind of gives more substance and more um, romance. Like I'm a, I'm a romance hoe, so I love the build and like the the context and I, I just there's there's so much of a build up in this fic and so much backstory and so much description and like it's just so rich. It's like so when you get to that point where they're finally like you know together it's just it's that much more satisfying so <laughs> yes you love a slow burn oh, e- even in so twenty five thousand words <laughs> yeah i was yeah. gonna say it's as slow as you can get within that length of thick i think <laughs> yeah it's so good so good <laughs> yes uh well on that note shall we um we've got like a few other fix to recommend as well um that that are classed under this wing fic banner it, the funny thing we've discovered with this with this kind of genre is that their fix are either quite short, um, one shot type, you know, porn without plot kind of things, <laughs> or they're um, like a super long. <laughs> so um, there's not a lot sort of in between really. So um, Mel, would you like to start with recommending something? 
Okay, so a wing fix that I would like to mention um, is Cinder Wings by Bending Signpost. Um, it is one of the longer ones. It's 181,000 words um, and it's explicit. And this is an AU that's very fairy tale inspired. It's kind of Cinderella inspired. Um, anybody who's read Ben's work before knows that he writes incredibly well. He's really, he really one of those writers that kind of pulls you in. And even though this is a fantasy fic and there's a lot of kind of description and world building and all that in, um, I found that it never felt like I was being given all this information when I was reading. I was just reading along so happy, so wrapped up in this like fantasy world because that's just the way he writes. You don't feel like you're being lectured to or given a bunch of information at any point because he does really good engaging dialogue and just keeps everything rattling along at a really satisfying pace where you don't feel rushed but you're being pulled through the story really well um yeah. and this is i think i think it's okay so this is probably one of his most popular fix um i know there are a couple he, he has which are super popular but um i think this is probably one of them um it's certainly one of my favorites of his the first part particularly so um, everybody who enjoys Wings and kind of fantasy AUs should go and give that one a try. I've been meaning to read that one for such a long time. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Definitely do it. Reread it. I remember enjoying that one so much. Liz, did you want to um, suggest something? Sure. Um, I think that some of the some of the Wing fix that I enjoyed the most were uh, by Northern Sparrow. So there was. Uh, Flight, Forgotten, and Under the Midnight Sun, just to name a few. I'm, I'm not. Sh I have to brush up. I'm not sure if there are more. I'm sure there are, but um, these ones are sort of um, they're longer fix, and they they include like what I, what I love so much about them is the the ornithological detail <laughs> that Northern Sparrow includes yeah. in her work, and the sort of uh, really extensive uh, world building. Um, so, for example, in Under the Midnight Sun, I, I really enjoyed the, the setting in the Arctic and all the attention to detail when it comes to, like, the local fauna and flora and the climate and, you know, what Dean's doing up there. Like, the science involved is, is really, if you're, like, a bit of a science nerd, um, <laughs> these pics are, like, really, really satisfying. And I also, I enjoy, um, particularly in Flight, there were a lot of, like, um, side characters or I'm not that's not the correct term in fic I know not a side character but like original character I should say um that were super rich and really engaging and uh uh yeah just generally really really great so they're wonderful wing fix they have a lot of detail there's a lot of slow burn it's uh and it's usually a really great story like a very compelling plot so that's my recommendation mm -hmm. all right I'll start with a long fic as well. Um, one of my favourite fics ever, um, and in fact was probably one of the very first fics, like Destiel fics that I ever read, um, is Angels Wild, which we already mentioned earlier, um, by Lemonade Gabby and Rise of the Fallen One. Um, it's, a, it's a really long, it's like 390,000 words. And it's like the slowest of slow burns, but um, because it's like an AU where um, Cass is like an, he's an angel, but he's a, like a fantasy um, sort of 
species of angel that lives on earth in the forest basically so the the angels have their own kind of really complicated um culture and you know the way they live is quite different to humans and and whatever and that he does have wings all of the time they're not ever you know disappeared um and the way that dean kind of gets to know him and um discovers i mean obviously it's a romance so there there is sort of a a, um, a courting kind of ritual thing that goes on <laughs> through this one. Um, it's so sweet and like a, a very slow burn. I know that other people who've read this, because it takes so long to actually get to the the proper kind of smart part of it, um, get kind of frustrated with the slow burn. But um, once you actually get there, it's it's really worth it. Like the, the actual romantic part of this is just beautiful. So if you enjoy fantasy um, detailed world building and um, you can you know after you get through cinder wings and all of northern sparrow stuff um, give angels wild a go because it's um yeah if, if it had been like a fantasy book that i'd picked up in a bookshop i would have loved it as well <laughs> it's that kind of thing um i do have one more kind of much shorter recommendation um yeah so this is a really hilarious kind of Crackfic, really, um, which is called Boneless Wings by the <gasps> wonderful Palace Perilous. Yes. Um, it's only just over 4,000 words um, and it is illustrated. She's a wonderful artist, <laughs> um, yeah. but it's also incredibly funny. Like, you know, sometimes you, you read something that's funny and, and like your face doesn't really change or you just let out like a little kind of huff of air. You're just like, yeah, that was really funny, but you, you, your face doesn't change. <laughs> this is yeah. not that <laughs> at all. When I read this, I like genuinely laughed out loud and like instantly dived into various friends like DMs and was like, you have to read this now. <laughs> um, which she has several stories like that, but this one is, is wing related and um, I'm not going to go into great deal about detail about it because if i spoil the concept it will make it not as funny um but yeah boneless wings by palace perilous make sure you check out that one when yes. people ask me what you know what i want to be when i grow up and find out i say palace because wow <laughs> <laughs> she's my goddess <laughs> she is wonderful yeah i've so been good. i've been blessed to work with her before and uh it's just an amazing person and wonderful artist. So get some palace that love out the, there. The the bat dean fic, right? She did Is amazingly. It? Oh, I love that. I love it so much. <laughs> bat dean eating hamburgers will forever live in my heart. Mine too. <laughs> All right, one more before we um, wrap up. Um, so if you're after just some really good like wing smart <laughs> there's one called hurricane in cobalt blue which is by shield maiden of celestial intent um just around 5k words and so this is another one of the of the the um wings need to be groomed type trope um but yeah also some slightly shorter but just as hot <laughs> uh wing kink and um i've had that one i I read this one like must have been years ago and i just i just rediscovered it and remembered how great it was so definitely recommend that one for um 
a quick fix. Um, so we've got like a we've got quite a big list of um, wing related fix here. Um, thank you very much to everyone who suggested stuff on Twitter um, when I asked for suggestions. Um, I'll include them all in the post of this episode um, on mixtapebookclub.com. Um, so we, we've got to say a very big thank you to Liz for coming on to talk to us today. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you guys for having me. It's been so fun. <laughs> You're very welcome. And you can find, would you tell us where we can find, the listeners can find you? So, yeah, my fandom art is mostly under Liz Lee Ships on Tumblr and Instagram um, and on Twitter. Um, my Etsy is under Liz Lee Illustration, so all one word. And my Redbubble, because the name was already taken, <laughs> is under Liz Lee Draws. So that's why I have so many name availabilities. But yeah, feel free yeah. to find me there. Yes, and you've got some really beautiful artwork available um, as prints and other various things yeah, on there thanks. so go and check them out um, you can find all of the information about the fix we've discussed um, on our website mixtapebookclub.com and or you can get in touch with us on various social media platforms we're at mixtape book club on all of them we didn't have that name problem that, that was just said <laughs> we're the same everywhere thank goodness um, so there's you can a lot of Liz Lees out there. I was going to say, come on now, there is only one Liz Lee. No, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you want to, you can email us um, at contact at mixtapebookclub.com. So next time we're going to be discussing fix involving the holidays. Lots of fluffy holiday goodness coming up. Um, so thank you for listening and we will talk to you all again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Bye.